I'm getting a little peckish now, so it's just as well that uh, it is time for Taste of the Week. And uh, the man uh, in the kitchen, he's uh, left the kitchen momentarily to join me in studio. It is Jacques Brennan, who is with us. Of course, Jacques uh, is the author of Hungry Soul. Uh, Thank you, Jacques, for coming in. How are you keeping? Very well. Thanks, Alan. And lovely to be here. Share some vegan food, (laughs) which is my... My thing. That this is your thing. And we might talk a little bit about veganuary uh, a little later on sure. as well. But before that, uh, you have cooked up Moroccan aubergine uh, with harissa and tahini. Yes. So people listening now, what, what, what? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll start at the end and start, what is tahini? Hmm. Tahini is basically a sesame seed paste, like peanut butter, same thing, just made with sesame seeds, ground up. And it's, it's, a, it's a staple of North Africa. So North African countries' staple are basically dates and tahini, and they were they were always the that's they lived on all this uh, amazing food for a long time. But anyways, what I what I made there, I love aubergine, and so people who don't like it usually they don't know how to cook it exactly, and it has to be cooked. That's the difficulty with it. it in terms of the difficulty of cooking it, is it for how long you're meant to cook it, or do it people cook be, it too long and it becomes almost? Well, limp? that can happen, but more than that is you you mustn't if it's it's it needs to be cooked, not undercooked. I find, anyways, I like it. It's cooked. It's smooth. It's soft, and it it creates all kinds of wonderful food. Uh, dishes and different kinds, you know. And top chefs in the world, they're using aubergine more and more to make souffles, to make all kinds of stuff. It's so versatile, it uh, it can do a lot of things. I just love it. (laughs) Well, I've already started tucking into a jack, so I hope you don't mind my rude table manners. Well, I suppose I'm I'm eating at a table of one here. Um, It's lovely. There's a little kick off it as well, a certain uh, level of spice in it, uh, which is interesting, but uh, it is, it's lovely. Um, Take, take the listeners through what's involved. So if the aubergine, there's a bit of a sauce on them so and sauce it underneath is, it. Harissa is a Moroccan sauce, which is, uh, harissa is a mixture of spices, uh, various spices, and there's chili, of course, and there's cinnamon, cloves, a bit of everything in there. And it's a mixture of spices made into a sauce with red pepper and that kind of thing, and you can use it. And what it is here, this dish is basically... A, aubergine which are fried so they're fried till they're soft you fry them not too long and they're soft you you if you want you weep them you add a bit of salt let them sit for 20 minutes uh, and then you pat them dry and they're not over salty because the salt's in the water and you take it off and then you fry them lightly on both sides and you make a paste with the harissa paste you put a little bit of uh, maple syrup and a little bit more oil, olive oil, and with this paste you you brush them. You brush both sides and then you put them in the oven for about five minutes uh, and then you take them out, you brush them again another five minutes and there they're ready. And you make then what is called a tahini sauce which is very traditional and it's used in all over the Middle East and North Africa in uh, when you're doing falafel, everything. It's just tahini with lemon juice a little bit of water to add it, and I put garlic and salt. Some people don't put garlic, but I think garlic is important. <laughs> yeah, to, I can understand people's concern with garlic. It's in terms of in a meal, having the right amount and not going overboard so that they're walking around breathing garlic onto people. Sure. Well, I don't think that matters too much. <laughs> 
because I make a bruschetta which is all garlic and tomatoes and olive oil that's all it is and sometimes I overdo it. Well, I'm just thinking, if you had some of this today, you got the amount of garlic right, because I'm not uh, being knocked out by every time you open no, your mouth. No, it's just a little in the sauce, and I actually I blended it. And that's almost how fast it is. It's extremely fast. What, I got the recipe. A niece of mine in Canada, who's also another a vegan crazy foodie, she sent me, she sends me this thing, and I said, wow, and I love aubergine, and I sent it to a daughter of mine, and before I got home, she had aubergine sliced and uh, with a bit of salt, and there was weeping there. When I got in, I fried it. I made, the, to make the two harissa and the tahini sauce, you just have to have them, though. You have to have uh, tahini uh, and harissa, which you can get in most good health food stores in Ennis. Okay, I was going to ask you that. Um, the tahini and harissa elements of these, are they easily purchased? They are easily purchased. In actual fact, the, the harissa is fairly popular, even in other health foods and other normal stores. But also... Uh, but the, the tahini maybe as well more and more it's these things are fine but you definitely get them in all the health food stores in, in Ennis for okay. sure so it, not, like, there's not a huge amount involved in terms of ingredients yeah. and um, the, the, the process of making it doesn't seem particularly long either no it's very very quick and I like I said I've, I've made it now this is since I've got the recipe about maybe two weeks ago I've made it three or four times and I made it last night. <laughs> I ate it for dinner because I, I try most things again. I made it for dinner and then I made it this morning before I left. That's how quickly I, I just uh, weeped it for 20 minutes, fried them. I, I uh, brushed them with the, I had already the sauce made, but, and that's how quickly it is. And what do you think? As quick as the amount of time it took me to polish it all <laughs> off because it's all pretty much all gone now. Um, it, lovely, lovely. There's a real, I love the kick in the back of my mouth. It is Spicy, but not um, dunk my head in a bucket of water levels no, of spice. No, it's not that spicy. I was, we were discussing it as food is always a discussion in our home. Even this morning with my wife, I was saying, but it's not that spicy. Having said that, I am going to take a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a drink of water. But you can make it less spicy by just a little bit less brushing. And you, you can water it down a little bit, but you don't have to make it super spicy. It is a bit spicy because harissa is known for the spice, you know. It's and that kind of, um, Jack's level of spice that is almost enjoyable to just leave simmer in the back of your mouth yeah, until yeah, it yeah. ebbs away. It's not, you know, if, you, if you're a person who can't handle spice, well, that's okay. You won't. But otherwise, for me, it's, I don't even, I find it tasty rather than spicy. I just, for me, it's just perfect, you know. I have to say, I really enjoyed that. It's got a lot of elements that I enjoy. I love pine nuts. And I think yeah, they should be. They should nuts. feature in more dishes. They are. They and you just put a few on there, but it just adds a lot, you know. Hmm. But I think that for me, this kind of dish, the tahini and the uh, and the harissa, they go together as well. And the tahini sauce is just a lovely, warm. Uh, I don't know. I use it. It's really lovely. If you have falafel, you should always have tahini sauce. And that just oh, I've I've, been, I've, made, I've committed a cardinal error then because uh, I have been eating a lot. I've been making a lot of uh, falafel and hummus wraps recently, right? Um, uh, with um, vegan cheese and right, uh, spinach right. and rocket, but I have not had uh, any anything else. So when it. you make falafel, which is the falafel like a like a wrap, uh, the traditional one, you do a tahini sauce, so garlic and that. And you do a hot sauce. So you could do a harissa type hot sauce or any hot sauce and you put it mm. in as much as you would like or not. But you always do hot sauce 
Could I put that in with the hummus or yes. in, 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 oh, as, hummus, as a substitute? Like. No, put it with the hummus. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. the hummus. You don't have to have hummus in it, but if hummus is lovely, you that's know, lovely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. There you very go. Good. I'm a bit <laughs> more vegan and more Moroccan as I it's go. It's very easy that dish there. Mm. Like most of the cooking that I try to do, easy because I go home from work, I need to cook, and it doesn't take long, and it's really tasty. That's what I really like about it. You yeah. get oh wow. And I can tell you, you you eat two or three times that amount. I only gave you a little bit because you have to work. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah. That, that that was enough to get me interested, but not enough to, to stuff me. And of course, the side I was talking about elements that I I, I that I love about it. Um, the the pine nuts lovely, um, and the garlic I do enjoy garlic, but also the the side of the the couscous, the chickpeas, and I think it was flaked almonds in there as well. Yeah, I just gave it like chickpeas, couscous with chickpeas is a traditional thing that I often do, and you can make that in minutes if and this is not part of this recipe but i i had it for myself so i gave a little bit to alan because i think they go well together thanks Jack. sharing is caring as they say <laughs> exactly <laughs> and couscous for those who know is a type of wheat pasta it's a pre-cooked type of pasta that's made and it's you make it in one minute basically you you add boiling water in equal amounts or a little bit more water you mix it up you add a bit of salt you let it sit for a few minutes and it's ready. And then you add whatever you want to it. I add chickpeas. I add, I didn't put it in there, but normally I add, because I, I didn't have it, but a lot of parsley. Parsley okay. goes really well with Moroccan chickpeas and couscous. A lot of parsley. And a lot of lemon juice. The juice of, of, the, of an entire lemon. I put lemon juice, yeah. Well, they, this one, because I, it, I made a big recipe because... Uh, <laughs> a big quantity. Not what you had, but... Yes, yeah, so you lemon juice features... Lemons in all Moroccan type of... There's always lemon juice somewhere. And I, I really like okay. the, in the Middle East type of thing. Those are That's real Middle Eastern food, you know. Well, it was absolutely delicious. Uh, Moroccan aubergine with harissa and tahini. And we've learned a bit uh, about uh, n- uh, what they eat in the Middle East and also where you can get these sauces and pastes uh, in shops around Dennis as well. Yeah. So now I know what I can put uh, into my uh, falafel wraps. Veganuary, Jacques, tell us about that because I suppose we're, appro- we're approaching the latter, the back half, back end of, so, of January. Is this, um, is this a phenomenon that has been going for some time, Veganuary? It has for, I don't know how many years now. It's a bit of a campaign to have people try vegan food for the month and see how you get on. And, you know, and a lot of people who have, they kind of remain vegan because it works. They, they like the food because you make an effort for the month. You say, this month I will eat only vegan food. And you do have to try a little bit, you know, find the recipes. But today there's so many recipes online. Everything is available. Any dish you want to make, you find it online. And I find... Choose some with less recipes, easier or less ingredients. The easier, the better. Always, I always say, and in actual fact, once you get good at it, I eliminate half, half the ingredients in many, many recipes. There's just too many. It's and probably something, Jacks, that people can do um, a lot, participate in veganery a lot easier than they would first imagine. You know, they might think, oh my God, a full month of eating vegan food, how am I going to do that? But it's something that um, your friend and colleague, um, Paul Knapps always points out is that, you know, 60 to 70% of what a lot of people, everyone is eating 
tends to be vegan anyway if you're having fruit and ve- you know if you're having veg and potatoes and so on so it doesn't it won't it doesn't require a massive transformation yeah that's right and actual fact what like if you look at the the meat and two veg which has become a standard meal which is was never in the, in the past but it became that you just remove that meat and you substitute with and I don't consider it substitute for me it's the opposite but you put you use a beans you use rice you can use mushrooms as well because mushrooms are very high in protein and you need a protein type food that holds you and that's the yep. difference so if you're not eating meat which is a good idea eat chickpeas eat beans so I take a tin of kidney beans for instance I, I fry an onion I put a few spices and you can be hot or not hot just cumin and you then once it's uh, nice and softened, you add the the kidney beans that have been drained. You cook them a while, a little salt and pepper, and it's really good. I want to tell you. Then you add it to your potatoes and broccoli and whatever else, and you have a vegan meal which is full. You have every nutrients you need, you know. But I'll tell you what I wanted to talk about in this veganuary is I, I sort of a campaign that I slowly talk to people about more and more is. What we eat matters. And in that uh, sense, it's okay. Yes, we kind of figure what we eat, our health, all that. So, you know, we are what we eat, all that kind of thing. But for me, it's a much more important issue is what we eat matters to the world. I'll, I'll tell you a little thing. I was down in Bantry and I, I had to be there very overnight. And I was taking a bus very early in the morning around 8 o'clock. And I was waiting maybe 20 minutes, half an hour for the bus. And there was no traffic. And all of a sudden, one truck after another came in carrying food. All the big distributors. I saw most of the big distributors in Ireland. They were driving big, big lorries. And then smaller vans, food vans, everything. Just one after the other. I went, I was just blown away by that. I shouldn't know it. I'm in the food industry. But... The world runs around food. We, we, we fight, we, we work hard, we do everything to eat. I know we might think otherwise, but that's, that's shelter, food is everything. So we end procreation, but that's another one. <laughs> We're not getting to that this We're morning. We're not getting to that because <laughs> it's not my expertise. But anyways, <laughs> but what we eat is so important. It actually runs the world. So we, we get oil to run cars to get food. We are on certain tractors to get food. Yeah. Everything is for food, right? And because of this, it has huge impact on the world. And from that, we've created an industry, because we're such a big population, you know, so many billion, an industry to feed using animals, when in the past we did not. This is a, a new phenomenon, actually. It's supposedly, it's only started since after the World Second World War. Before that, the consumption of animals on our plates was very small, and in the past, less and less. And in fact, in Ireland, not just potatoes that we see, but you drive through Clare, and there's a lovely little uh, place called Oatfield. There's not an Oatfield in sight, but there's loads of fields, and they either have animals on them or whatever they do, but there are no oats. But that oat field, because that were all, they were all oats. And we had oats everywhere. And oats, as we learn now, is, are very, very good. They have everything in them for us. So our diets were not like that. And what's happened now throughout the world is there are three things that's really happened. One, one is 
because of our huge, huge consumption of animal product as, as our diet, we're destroying so much of the world environment. In one case in point is the, the Amazon forest. But we're doing it. We've destroyed a lot of other areas. But the Amazon forest, and it's come to the point now, now and the reason why is we're, we're not only land for animals there, but also land for feed for animals. And we're getting some of that feed into Ireland. Yeah. Soybeans, all these things are grown over there. And we're getting to a point now where the Amazon, if it's destroyed past, I think, something like 20%, and there are, I think it's at 18 now, it's at a point where they cannot return. It starts to degrade. It starts to become a desert. And when that happens, the world will change. And it's changing without us wanting... Well, hopefully, not, not to get into geopolitics to any great degree, but what will hopefully help with the decimation of the Amazon rainforest is uh, Bolsonaro being ousted as Brazilian president and his replacement uh, comes from a different side of the political perspective. And... Um, he seems to be, care more about uh, preserving the rainforest. Yeah, so hopefully, that, that, yeah. uh, hopefully that will be the case. Vigenry, though, just to finish, Axe, do you know a lot of people who each year try it for the first time and and, and, and like it, get on well with it? Uh, I know, I, I can't say I do know a lot of people who, you know, you hear about in the media, for sure, and, and that kind of thing. I, I don't, I'm so focused really on our business, which is uh, the, the cream cheese and that, and uh, that I, I don't follow that area too much. I used to more in the mm. beginning. But it, I, it is something you, you clear, clearly would recommend and uh, that is worth trying and, and even keeping going. I would clearly recommend, yeah. And just one last thing because I know the time is short. But just to finish what I was saying there about the, the, the way we eat, because of that factor, because it affects the world so much, it's unfortunate that it's never talked about as a factor in climate change. And it's the biggest factor, more than oil, more than everything, is animal agriculture. Agriculture on whole, but mostly animal. And at COP23, at all the political rallies, at everything like that, that they talk about climate change and electric cars and everything, never once is it talked about what we eat and our, our food system. And I think this is one thing that has to be put on the table now. Sorry, pardon the pun. But <laughs> it has to be brought to the table is our system of feeding ourselves is actually a, a, causing great problems to the world, apart from our health and everything else. There's, I'm sure there are plenty uh, out there who would agree with you, apart from farmers, uh, no doubt. No, but we need farmers. Farmers are very important. We need farmers. I'm all for that. We just need to be doing it a different way. And we need farmers, for sure. Don't worry. Yeah, he's not, he's not giving up on you totally. No, no, uh, we're not gonna, we'll die. <laughs> well, we have well, no food. Tr- trust me, we don't want that. I need listeners. Uh, so I need them to stay alive. Right. Uh, we'll uh, leave that there for the moment. But Jax, thank you very much. I would certainly recommend uh, Moroccan aubergine with harissa and tahini. Absolutely lovely. And uh, just as I was saying earlier on, that kind of like um, spicy sensation has uh, just nicely ebbed away, um, but absolutely delicious. And we'll have the recipe up for you as well. Jax Brennan there, the author of Hungry Soul with us. If you ever have any culinary questions for Jax, Paul or Randy, do send them in to us on 086 1800 964.